to the Wood, Wire, and Watts podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Adam. I'm Topher. Today we're going to be talking about teaching private lessons and everything that goes with it. Uh, so we will have some special guests later on. Um, we're going to have our weekly riff challenge and a couple more segments for you. So let's just jump right into it. Let's talk this week about like some, what new toys are we getting. Like I know there's some new... New Gear Day stuff coming. Does anybody want to? <laughs> Topher wants to talk about it. So, from like our episode zero, I, I was talking about how I want that uh, attack and attack decay from Electroharmonics, and so I, I kept watching more videos, and I was like, I, I need it. So I found a, a used one, and I have that have have that now. He's been watching his phone all day for the tracking number. <laughs> Dude, I'm so excited. <laughs> nice, nice. So hopefully we can talk about that a little bit next time and you can get a give a mini review for us. Ooh, yeah. 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 You got anything cool coming? I don't have anything coming, but I am definitely going to pick up the new Earthquake or Fuzz when I, uh, as soon as I can. Nice. And I did actually get my, my Maestro phase shifter fixed finally. Yes. Yeah, I mean that is not new. That is older well, than older than any of us combined. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely looks to be. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So I got a I got my new pickup. Not super exciting. New pickup coming for the the telly. I got a Lawler Special T coming. So that'll be cool. Uh, Fender Player Series. So I'm trying to soup it up. It's a special like T. So what, what Lawler? What is? Brand so yeah, Lawler is like one of the boutique brands. Um, Lawler, Fralin, who else is in that category? Like, they're not like small. Like, they're I don't think they're you know three dudes hand wiring things, okay. but they're like Cause Cause those are the two that I, I think. Of. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're they're they are smaller, but they're still supposed to be higher, like much higher quality. They're really like reasonably priced considering like not a whole lot. Ten dollars more than Seymour Duncan or Demarzio, or Lace. Oh, we go. <laughs> yeah. Pick pickups are like it's not a thing I've ever like. Uh, I mean, those I'm, I'm curious to hear it, but I've just never done a lot with changing pickups out or anything. I yeah, I like to change pickups out. Also, like I'm a Seymour Duncan fanboy. Like that that Les Paul I have the the neck pickup of a Les Paul to me, like the SH2 Jazz, is that sound. So that thing's always been perfect. Uh, but yeah, no, I switch out everything I get. Yeah. No, that lace one is only like the first and only one I've ever switched out and I'm happy with it. But as far as like, I don't, I don't care what sound I have. So <laughs> I, I did notice that Alnico twos do not feel like I would expect pickups to you. So that's been something that's bothered me at the, the Telecaster I have. So if I like, mm. probably don't care about the brand so much. It's the magnets. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or like what level of output. Cause like, Oh and, yeah. That makes you. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not a good enough guitar player to have a super clean, <laughs> super clean sounding telly. So if I get like the mid bumps in them, I can kind of hide behind some of those sounds and it's kind of nice. I feel yeah. <laughs> oh man uh, so yeah uh, jumping right in um, we're gonna do our riff challenge you want to introduce this sure uh, so uh, we're gonna go with that same idea of not the standard riff challenge idea we don't want to hear you know your best uh, Metallica like rip uh, so so this is the idea of uh, 
what if what if the band Nirvana had done the the theme song or the soundtrack for the Pirates of the Caribbean? Here we go. So this is Adam's going first. Commentary from our, our, our local judge. I, I despise Nirvana. Really? <laughs> I do not like Nirvana. I'm, I'm not a Nirvana fan either. But... So uh, that was like the, like you have to have like at least one half I, step chord part. Yeah. Like where, and so it's got to have that half step movement somewhere and it's got to be kind of fizzy distortion. And there's got to be a chorus or phaser, like, uh, sorry, a chorus. There's got to be, like, a really mild chorus effect on the yep. lead, just mm-hmm. on, on the lead part. Yep, yep. I dig it. I can I can feel, though, the uh, that that piratey feel to it. Yeah, it, it wasn't the theme from the movie, but uh, it no. may have melodically been dissimilar enough mm-hmm. that I don't get in trouble. Right. Mm-hmm. The... the... I'm I'm kind of a big Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. fan. So uh, I think it's number three, the one where they they do like the intro scene where they're like hanging all the pirates. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's what it reminded me of. Uh, I just YouTube's like Pirates of the Caribbean theme and <laughs> listened to it a couple times. And I was like, uh, let's sort of play it, but not play it enough to make anybody mad yeah. yep that's kind of where i was going with mine too <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's claus model and hans zimmer by the way so, ah. yeah yeah big hans zimmer fan so all right all right i think you got me beat this week though all right let's see <laughs> what you got mine was not got. that great I might have stolen a little bit more from Nirvana that this will get flagged by copyright. <laughs> it does have that Nirvana feel to it, and it it does have the, the pirate, you know, that pirate. The, the the melody was very like old pirate song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was going for. But it kind of trailed out. Nothing was going on at the end there. Well, what were you doing but, at the end? I couldn't. I couldn't think of anything that's else. Okay. <laughs> well, it, that's why I'm not doing these. <laughs> I I felt like it would be like if if like if Kurt Cobain was like gonna play uh like a piratey guitar solo (laughs) over um like but he was playing it while the music behind him was playing in the elevator yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i I thought of it (laughs) (laughs) i thought of it more (laughs) as like the rest of nirvana is playing the correct song and kurt got a little it's been drink, drinking too much yeah. rum. Yeah, you you ever heard that? Uh, there's the Lonely Island song where uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Tale of Jer- uh, Captain Jack Sparrow, whatever. Like, yes. Uh, what's his name? What's yeah. the What's the guy's name? Michael Bolton. Michael yeah. Bolton does it. Yeah. Michael Bolton had just seen the, seen the Pirates of the Caribbean, so like they they were trying to play play a rap song. <laughs> That's what that was. Yeah. Oh lord. Um, 
Sorry, I think you actually do have it. Really? <laughs> just, just for that fact. Sorry, Adam. Topher. <laughs> oh, we're not friends anymore. I'm sorry. Oh. Man, but there's, there's people in a comment section that might say other. They, they might. So. If you, if you guys all want to go find Topher online mm-hmm. after this and and tell him how much yeah, you Topher buyer dislike him. No, at Buyer Topher. You know, at Buyer Topher. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know any of my tags. <laughs> Usually I have to Google myself to, to find what my tags are. It's not I, this kind of show, dude. I'm not <laughs> I'm not typing you into Google ever again, let me tell you. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um moving right along. I guess that takes us right into our, our main segment. All right. Hey guys. Uh this is Amy and Isaiah from Fort Wayne Piano and Guitar. Uh, and we are going to be talking to them about private lessons and teaching and, and working with students and things of that nature. Uh, so guys, uh, can you, could you both tell me a, a little bit about how you got your start in, in music and like what, you know, interested you, what instruments you played, things like that? Yeah, for sure. Uh, do you want to go first, Amy? Or do you want me you to go? go? You go. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I got my start in music uh, back when I was around eight. There was a local music store in town called Studio One. And my brother worked there. My older brother worked there. And I would go over there and hang out with um, him all the time. And eventually, I got old enough. I was about eight years old. And I got guitar lessons with Mike Davis there. And then um, around, let's see, age 11, I switched to drums. And then I kind of stuck with that for the better part of middle school and high school. And then when I went to college, I picked up guitar again because I didn't have my drum set with me. I couldn't take it to my dorm. (laughs) And so um, I picked that up again. And then, uh, yeah. And you've been playing both ever since? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pretty dope. Sort of how it all all began anyway. Yeah. And then uh, I started... um, Probably in elementary school and fifth grade, we didn't have a music program, but the middle school person would come and do band with a few fifth graders after their school got out. And so I started on clarinet and just continued that and kind of fell in love with music and performing. And then I uh, started teaching actually my senior year for, I think it was $5 a half hour, (laughs) like to the freshmen and middle school kids, I think. Awesome. Was that teaching clarinet then? Clarinet. Um, we would do just like basics because I could play a little bit of flute. And you know how this was pre-COVID times, but every event we would share instruments. So we would learn the basics of everything. And um, so, yeah, there's a few things that I got to do. But And then I went to school for music. So uh, continued lessons into there. My professors would get emails about students wanting lessons and so they would you know funnel it to their students um and then yep came to fort wayne and i worked at a nonprofit, so i needed some more funding (laughs) and uh decided to start teaching lessons again and started small built up the studio and then uh, eventually i started an llc and have been bringing in a few lesson teachers over the years. Isaiah does our drum and guitar studio. Um, I've had other guitar teachers come in and yeah, we just kind of been doing 
you know, teachings kind of mm-hmm. comes with territory or music, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Not, not, not to jump in too much, but uh, I, I uh, just for our, our viewership, uh, you guys are also in a, in a band. Is that right? I hear. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The we, Paper Heart. Yes, we are both members of the Paper Heart. Yeah, we also have one of the Paper Heart's mascots named Bulbasaur. Yes. I feel yes. like I've heard of them. A little cockatiel. And he joins us in practice sometimes, a little too loud. So sometimes he hangs out in the other room, but um, <laughs> he's our buddy. <laughs> Shameless plugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. And I end up talking more about my pet instead. So, sorry. <laughs> okay, it's easy to do that. The cats aren't in sight. But... Rat. Dude, every time your cat comes around, like, which she hasn't today, but when we first did this, <laughs> I could not keep my eyes off the cat. It's just drifting. Uh, so uh, next uh, next question is, uh, what for you both, what what point did you decide to, well, you kind of answered that, but to start teaching lessons um, and I, when you were, when you were coming up, did you have any certain music teachers or lessons that, that you, that kind of inspired you to go that way? Um, well, yeah, I mean, uh, oh, it, a lot of different musicians start at different times in their life. Like I got to teach really young, um, but I had my band teacher, Ms. Christick, was the first one who told me that I could teach lessons um, way back when. Probably it was into a later middle school. Uh, this sounds really juvenile, but I used to have this crazy curly hair and so did my music teacher. And you know how you take those weird tests that tell you what you should be like as a job. I mean, this was like the early 2000s. So uh, I took it and I was supposed to be like a medical examiner, radiologist or something like that. And then someone said to me, you look like Miss Christick. You should do what Miss Christick does. You should be a music teacher. And that was like the first time that I'd ever thought about like, oh, like people do this kind of forever, like not just at school, you know? Mm-hmm. So into high school and stuff. I mean, we had a really good relationship with her and my family was banned. So, and I did choir too. So I kind of got wrapped up into it and that took up my life. So that's kind of, it, it never stopped. (laughs) She was was a super big influence on that. Oh yeah. She really was. Cause you know, you think everyone tells you what you're supposed to be kind of what you're supposed to do. And then that was something completely different than what anyone had really told me before right on so yeah yeah uh and like i mentioned earlier um i was i was hanging out in a music store mostly when i was younger so um i would i would be like walking around in the back and they had um the owner's kids had like a video game system set up back there and um so i would mostly be hanging out back there and watching that most of the time but when I would get bored of doing that, I would be walking around the studio and I would hang out with like the guitar lesson, watch people give lessons. And so, I mean, I've seen my brother give a million and a half guitar lessons. And um, so he would probably be the biggest influence, I would think, for um, me going into teaching um, and just cool. for really getting my start in the music in general. Um, his name's Ben. I haven't mentioned his name yet. His name's Ben Latch. Um, and then I guess Mike Davis would be the other guy who was the owner of the studio. He's the first guy. He really taught me guitar and stuff. Um, I don't think I practiced a lick at all. I was like eight <laughs> years old. I kind of just, 
I hung out there because he gave me like candies all the time. And so like, <laughs> hey, you want a caramel? And I'd be like, yeah, dude. And then he'd like give me a free T-shirt like every other visit and stuff because so cool. like I was such a small kid growing up. Um, yeah, he like ordered a bunch of like the same size T-shirts that nobody ever bought. And so he just was like giving them to me anyway. Um, so uh, he, he was he was super he was super cool. Um, really cool guy to hang out with. Um, and then my drum teacher, Steve, um, his name was Steve C. He uh, he really um, he really taught me a lot. And I really, I really see that through um, my own teaching today. A lot of the habits and things that he, that he showed me and he taught me, I, I remember and I pull back on it. It's, it's such a good resource to have. <laughs> and oh, so yeah. even, um, I think he passed away probably, I think 10 years ago now or something like that. Um, but yeah, still, still to this day, he's, he's such a great resource and such a, such a great, um, was such a great guy to hang out with. Um, so yeah, those three, I think are the big three for me for influences and in music. Cool. Very cool. Driving um, kids is always okay. Yeah. Just yeah. Let yeah you dude. Know. I mean, it, it wasn't, Carmels it wasn't so t-shirts. I mean, they and, need hooked. I hate to say it. Yeah, dude. And it was, it, it did. It hooked me and it really, yeah. it, and it also exposed me to, you know, Elvis Presley and things like that, you know, stuff that, you know, a lot of eight-year-olds probably wouldn't really care about um and so so i guess that's always good yeah yeah it's, yeah. it's that's cool yeah i think i think a lot of us just do music for merch and food so yeah yeah right <laughs> <laughs> yeah man some for beer <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna lie about that uh so, uh so next next question uh do you uh so do you guys primarily teach out of your house, uh, from a studio remotely or some other, some other way. Combination of all the above, basically. Yeah. Yeah. The above, man. Yeah. Um, mostly when last year it was mostly remote, obviously. Um, and some students really found that was good for them and they like to stick to that. Um, most students really didn't like it. I don't personally like it. Um, so I tend to shy away from that, but yeah, yeah. We, we drive to people's houses all over Fort Wayne. Um, we have houses out Southwest. Um, we've gone to houses up North. We've had people even in Leo ask us that was a little too far. We were like, mm -hmm. yeah, we couldn't quite fit that because our schedules, you know, further away we get from the studio, the less mm -hmm. people we can teach. So yeah, but we, we always did. try, we always try to work with people with that. Cause yeah. so, so if it's like a family, then we're like, well, if you have like another person in your family that wants lessons, then I can come up there. Then I can stay for longer. And then it's kind of more worth everybody's time. But yeah, yeah that makes sense. But yeah, I'd say right now we have a lot in studio. Um, now that we've come out of the pandemic, mm -hmm. we've, it's nice to have, you know, people in front of you. We still have to social distance, but it's not mm -hmm. a big deal. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I would imagine that teaching remote would be a little bit of a challenge. I could, I would think just trying yeah. to make sure people could see like what, you know, seeing you where chords are or, or how you're holding a stick or, you know, just and keep, right. Yeah. Even just, you know, gross and fine motor movement is really hard to correct or, you know, assist online. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of instruments are is 
you know, finger fine motor right. movement and right. that technique is what I saw struggle the most when we were doing mostly virtual teaching. But then, you know, we kind of, that's the basis of everything we do is, is technique. Um, mm -hmm. so when they came back, it took really quickly for them to kind yeah, of pick it right, up. Right. Um, so that was good. That okay. stuff works. It just is like getting on a bike again right. versus like, you know, maintaining is different than like a makeover when it comes to playing mm -hmm. in it, if that makes sense. So that totally yeah. makes sense. you got to do some other stuff too, virtually that we don't usually do because, you know, screen sharing and, uh, yeah, digital platforms and things that you can interact with that are typically boring in lessons, you know, mm -hmm. um, we got to use some play along YouTube videos, which is fun. And you don't have to read music for some of those. So it's just another act opportunity to excel that we kind of took advantage of that you don't usually get to do when you're sitting down with someone. Mm -hmm. So that was cool too. Sorry, I'm talking too much. No, you're not, not at all. <laughs> My no. question, but you guys find that certain instruments are easier to teach virtually than others? Like, uh, I'd imagine maybe like with the lag of a camera, maybe drums, you, like you start to lose the the frame rate. Or something. <laughs> yeah, man. Drums is like a, it's like a definite no-go with virtual, I found. Is it's just, there's so much fine tuning with your hands and the hand positions and stuff. And, you know, it'd be like, here, show me your hands. Like, you know, for like 15 <laughs> minutes of the lesson. And it's just like kind of worthless. And it's literally, it's hands on. And mm -hmm. so literally you'd have to take their fingers, put them in the right spot. And, you know, when I was learning how to hold my sticks, like gym teacher literally had to take scotch tape and wrap, wrap <laughs> for a couple lessons until. Do I, not move. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> in cross angles. No. Um, so that's yeah, why I'm um, terrible at drums. <laughs> <laughs> I need I need to buy some scotch tape. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, just tape them up, man. Funny. <laughs> um, no, drums are yeah. That's definitely hands on. Guitar is a little bit more doable. Um, if they know a little bit, that always helps. If they're an absolute beginner, again, it's kind of like you got to put their fingers, you know, where yeah. Sometimes, and you know, you got to make mm -hmm. sure their thumbs, you know, down, you know, all that. And there were whatever. points where we didn't want to do. You know, we don't want to promote poor technique either. Okay. So like we have students that are too young that don't have the strength to do things. You know, we do offer actually, we just piloted it and it's working really well. Um, it's called early childhood um, music lessons. And it's essentially for playing for students that don't have the dexterity and strength to do piano or right. to play guitar, but it gives them the structure and the beginning foundations of understanding music because they're able to understand it. They can mm -hmm. get the concepts. They just can't press the buttons, if, if that makes sense. So in the same way, uh, we don't really, especially, you know, for drums, like you kind of need a like microphone system to even be able to hear stuff mm -hmm. and broadcast it at the same time. And uh, so, yeah, that one we didn't really venture into except for on a drum pad. Right. And then, yeah. um, Guitar and keyboard, we did pretty good. Sometimes we'd set up two cameras, like multiple media devices and join the mm -hmm. same Zoom. And you can split screens so you can see things at the same time. So anyways, we did our best with what we had. And I'm sure a lot of teachers out there did too. I saw a lot of stuff on Facebook for Fort Wayne teachers um, adapting to the challenges of the past few years, for sure. Oh, yeah. I'm sure a lot of new, new ways of doing things came about just because of necessity yeah um, 
so let's see. Let me let me jump to something else. Some another new topic here. Uh, uh, I lost my place. I have, I have a question for you guys, real quick. So you said that uh, you've been working with a, a lot of like the early childhood music lessons. Uh, what what age range do you guys usually teach? Like, is it like a pretty wide variety, or like a, a high school? Uh. Well, yes, I've had adults as old as, gosh, how old was he? 60, 66 or 67? He was, like, he, was like, he was in his late 50s, I think. He was no, 57, wasn't he? he? No, he was late 60s because oh. he was about to retire oh, and he kept putting oh. it off. Well, yeah, we had, I had one guy, he was huge, like not, not like just like a big person and his hands were so big. He couldn't really fit his fingers like, it's like on one in of the between keys. the piano keys, <laughs> you know? Oh, wow. So I was trying to work with him on it because he, he really enjoyed it and he had arthritis and all this stuff. But anyways, he was probably my oldest one. He was a lot of fun. Yeah, he, he called really me Miss cheap. Amy and he had like this cool. polite persona to him that I don't really see. I don't think he's from Indiana. He's from somewhere else. But yeah. And then I've had, I mean, for early education, we can go as early as like three um now it just depends you know like a lot of times it doesn't look like they almost see it as Mm playtime but that's where they start when it comes to teaching concepts is playing so even with three-year-olds there's so much you can do um that a lot of people Mm -hmm. they never get that chance to do and excuse me that's where I see a lot of neglect and I even see it in you know politics now that they're considering getting preschools going nationally because it is needed you know that's mm-hmm. a part of education that like right. i'm from michigan preschool's required in indiana you don't have to show up till first grade so there's like a big gap there of um i don't know cultural development that a lot of kids really aren't getting right now sure. which is why i opened it up it's not really no. for money it's mostly for just it's a non nonprofit. So. yeah well if we're not quite yet but one day, day. <laughs> I, I want to add day, that. <laughs> yeah, will be a non for profit, but yeah. Anyways, so what are, what are you guys? What are your favorite parts about teaching lessons, and what is the what is your what is your least favorite part? Five year olds giggling is my favorite part about lessons. I okay. think we have that issue here too. Yeah, <laughs> it's every every episode. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> that is so funny. But I don't know, maybe um, seeing them finally get over the frustration of, you know, I guess just like the challenge of, of starting a new instrument and mm-hmm. then starting to enjoy it. But sometimes, you know, it's the beginning. Like I said, five-year-olds giggling. They don't have any concept of doing things bad. I mm-hmm. hate to say, it, but it's such a good age to teach. And uh, as they get older, you know, they, they get more enjoying, I guess, or they enjoy it more whatever yeah yeah well what's your favorite yeah for sure my favorite part man um shoot like the 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 teaching part the the lesson side of it is very enjoyable um to see you know kids make progress or to see um people discover a song that they didn't know for the first time or just really to hear you know, what kids like to listen to, you know, nowadays and, you know, um, uh, kids, you know, they'll like Nirvana and the next person that comes in will really like, um, really like ABBA. And Coco Melton. Yeah. 
or like <laughs> something like way out there and it's like what who's this um but yeah that's another that's another great side of it um even even um i don't mind so much the the the, the kids who come and they don't practice are the kids who come um and like just hate it and absolutely just whatever because i was that kid and i see myself in those kids and it just like i'm just like oh man i feel you brother like <laughs> i don't know i don't know maybe it's a sadistic type of joy um, <laughs> be like, how you get yours <laughs> um it is it is another flip of perspective you know like on the other side of the drum or on the other side of the stand where you're teaching like that yeah mm, it's fun and the, the as far as like as dislikes you know there's business is a business and so you gotta like you know keep track of finances and you gotta like be on people for checks and stuff like that and we usually don't have a big problem with that but there's been a couple times where you know you have to really get on people and that's you know nobody likes doing that you know you kind of feel like the irs or something <laughs> it's, it's just no, like 20 bucks a with, half hour it's not like it's like that's yeah, super cheap yeah, guys, we work with on. people too though which is one reason um we have a flexible uh cancellation and rescheduling schedule because there's just so much life and everyone's so busy that it's not fair to penalize everybody. And I think I've said this to people before, but like everyone loves canceled plans because we're all so freaking busy and it it gives you time to breathe. Mm -hmm. And so if someone needs to cancel, that's fine. We'll reschedule it for another time or we can double it up next time. So it's I don't know. We we try to be reasonable when it comes to that stuff. Oh yeah, we're not like and we work with Gestapo's with or people. anything like that. Yeah, we don't have any hitman hired. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I'm like the IRS, like nah. We don't, we're not like we don't have any mafia. No. Yeah. <laughs> Cult following. Nope. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I, th- I think I, I have I have just like one one more to question or topic unless you guys have some extra you want to add. I have, no, I have just one other thing to, to note that like it's it's definitely admirable what you guys do because like I know I've got hidden up so many times about lessons. I'm sure you guys have too. Anybody who who plays an instrument, somebody sees that and wants them to learn, wants them to teach them. And I could never do it. I have not been taught professionally myself, so. I would feel terrible mm-hmm. passing anything that I've learned wrong on to somebody else. But no, that's the thing. Like organic musicians, I'm so jealous of because being professionally trained, you almost have like, you know, wires that you have to follow or like a cage. You don't. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean you can't pass it on. Your babies are already playing. You know, you teach them how to draw and they're drawing. So it's just because you don't have a professional painter doesn't mean it can't learn art. You know what I mean? Like I'm jealous of Isaiah so much because of him. Just he's able to do six things at once just because, mm-hmm. you know, he could, he wanted to, <laughs> I was told to, you know, <laughs> sorry, Harper, go ahead. I just want to encourage you. We it's kind of innate in musicians to teach others what we do, you know. Right. You know, like you can't really get out of it. Not gonna I, lie. I honestly don't think I could though. I yeah, I mean you have to te- like being because I know like 
you like myself you're a songwriter you're you are crafting and taking songs and bringing them into a band so like whether you want to or not uh, and you may maybe you're not teaching someone how to play an instrument but oh, you have I to teach you have to teach people I'm music if you that. are somebody who writes songs right, right yes right, right. bamboozled yes musicians you didn't even know it he teaches me music every freaking yeah, practice yes, dude every practice like <laughs> He's That's like, Here, great. here's a song, learn it real quick. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> so and I'm like, okay, I'll try. <laughs> yeah, I love that, Adam. I never really thought about, so you know, every practice that is you teaching. And it is just ingrained in what we do because you have to collaborate. You have to work together. Oh, yeah. Literally. That's a good word for collaborating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have, I, I do have a closing question for you guys. And because, uh, and just to kind of explain that this segment of our show is, it's kind of, about what musicians or musically minded people do either as a main gig or a side gig, something, so a way that people make some of their income uh, in some way. Right. So, so this is, so this question pertains to that, right. Uh, Any musicians, you know, that feel like, Hey, I think I'd like to try teaching lessons or, 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 you know, bringing music to other people. How would you, what would you tell someone if that was thinking of starting a private teaching practice you know, do's and don'ts, good resources, or, or how you just kind of go about, man, where, how do I, how do I get some students and, and, and what, what kind of curriculum, you know, just how do I get started? Yeah. Well, um, I would definitely say like when I started, I worked at that nonprofit. So I like, you know, went on Craigslist and put stuff up, but this was like, what nine years ago 10 years ago now that i did that in fort wayne so like facebook would probably be like the best like that's what i started on too like put your like put your music lessons if you want to like i want to teach guitar like yeah put yourself up on music lessons all right oh sorry no it's okay i guess the point about that is i just needed to start small so i kind of did some low-cost lessons to um some people i met on craigslist and on facebook and i got referred and then I think it was like after six months, I took my price up and then I got some more students. And then after I had like a steady studio, I was able to take the price up again. And I kind of just layered it to build a studio and um, in Fort Wayne, you know, because every city you move to, you have to basically get a whole new, you know, reputation and rapport and uh, students to come into you. And right. um, so, yeah, I'd say just get online. And there's honestly, recently with COVID, uh, Facebook groups of private lesson teachers and private piano teachers. I see them sharing software, um, all kinds of tips. We do have a curriculum that we use um, that are, it's very fundamentally based with beginning an instrument the right way. Mm-hmm. We, we really try to have fun. You know, we're not always just playing yeah. Bach or anything yeah, like. we mix in we mix in a good portion of um the kids music too um which is like, a necessity hear, definitely like, if you're gonna from, teach to kids things from video games like all the time like one of my kids learned the theme from naruto he just like showed up one day and was like hey i can play this and i was like oh my gosh it blew my mind was it you know? <laughs> perfect you know like was, a lot it of it was pretty good though yeah <laughs> i was like holy cow so it's guys eight. yeah anyway so it's okay students can do a lot <laughs> and that's definitely a big motivator i think i said earlier bribing them unfortunately you know it's 
you got to teach them to be, you know, they want to be awarded for their hard work because if you don't have performances right. or something to motivate right. them, kids are motivated by all kinds of different they things. They absolutely love that when we had recitals and stuff. Oh, like yeah. That. And even adults, you know, I don't mean it like a, like yeah. a cheesy reward, but um, we'll do some stuff too to celebrate when we, we meet things. So I don't know, I guess just engaging with the people that you have and then word of mouth gets around and then eventually you'll have enough uh, security if you want to start a studio. Starting an LLC was so easy, literally. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's only like three formalities. <laughs> and then when your studio gets big enough, if you want to, you just ask, you have another teacher with you. I had right. a couple other teachers before and I changed the name from Fort Wayne Piano to Fort Wayne Piano and Guitar. And we ran it from our home and it was really just kind of grassroots from a Craigslist ad, you know, that I put out there and we just kept building on it. If that makes any, uh, any sense. Oh, yeah. And that's how I got Isaiah into this. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, needed, I needed another teacher. <laughs> I mean, if you think about, you know, Fort Wayne and you think about music lessons. If you, and there's Sweetwater and Sweetwater's great. But if that's not an option for you, if you can't afford that, you know, where's, where are you going to go? And there's, there's not a lot of options in Fort Wayne. Or they didn't used to be. There's yeah. probably a lot more now than there was. Yeah. But I mean, I affordable guess, options. Affordable options, I guess, is what we're looking for. Kind yeah. of one of the places we go is we're not a big corporate overhead type, you know, business. So we're able to um, cater to those people that can't afford the 15 week commitment at Sweetwater. So, right, right. you know, if you are starting a new studio, you may likely have a niche of people that you can cater to that could be your draw. You know, that's our flexibility with being able to go to mm -hmm. homes and stuff mm -hmm. is a lot of teachers aren't willing to do that. Right. Um, not, but we understand when you have like four kids or three kids, how are you supposed to give private instruction for a half hour with four kids in your car? Like, it's just... I don't know. I guess we understand life a little bit better, which is why we have that draw, but every studio is going to have their own vision and incentive for what they want to build and what community they want to make. A mm -hmm. lot of private studios in Fort Wayne are just a hundred percent formal technique. Uh, you know, you're not really going, I don't know. It's, it's, I honestly kind of don't like it. It's almost like the, the high nose breed of teaching. I was thinking right. highbrow, not high nose, but then you have yeah. school of rock, which is freaking awesome. I have students that take lessons from me and then they go to school of rock and they rock. Right, right, and right. it's like, you know, organic and fun and they don't have to worry about reading music or any yeah. of the stuff that, uh, you know, Anyways, I'm talking too much, but no, 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 these are, that's, you bring up all kinds of good points in there. I mean, you know, yeah. it's, it's, everybody learns, everybody learns a different way. And uh, a lot of people want to learn, uh, you know, not everybody wants to learn how to sit down and play, you know, sheet music of Bach or Mozart. And some people just want to yeah. have fun enjoying what they play. Well, I, I think we're coming up on, on the end of, end of this, y'all. Uh, is there anything you want to plug or you want to, anything, any projects you got going on? Anything you want to talk about? Yeah, we've been working uh, Heartbreak Productions, <laughs> right? Heartbreak Productions, I'm saying it right? Heartache. Oh, Darn heartache. it. That's okay. I can't say Heartache Productions. <laughs> for, uh, we're going to, soon we're going to be releasing two singles once we're finished recording it for yeah, yeah. Um, Hitting. 
in Reckless for the Paper Heart, which is the band we're in and Topher's in. Yeah. And we have yeah. one more member named Steve. Um, and then I think when does our next show? We have one in December, right? We got a Christmas show coming up. When is that, Topher? Episode will come out before that, even I think. Yeah. December 11th. December 11th. Uh, yeah. If you're feeling jolly, bring the Yuletide cheer and check us out. Yeah, so yeah. Leah and I will be there. <laughs> Where is it at again? Just I didn't. Uh, Baker Street Center. It used to be C, uh, C to G, but it, oh, it changed yeah. names. Yep. Okay, oh, that's cool. So uh, we want to thank uh, Amy and Isaiah again for for talking to us today from Fort Wayne Piano and Guitar. And we will have a link down here in the description for you guys. So if you are in the Fort Wayne area, uh, you can you can uh, reach out to them if you're interested uh, in having one of your kids take lessons or you want to take some yourself. Uh, and uh, thank you guys again for joining us. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. All right. See you guys later. Bye. <laughs> so that's it for this week's episode. Any last minute plugs from you, gentlemen? Nope. No. They already plugged your show, so yeah next week we're hoping to have a special interview but we won't spill the beans uh on it until that interview has been recorded and we also have another interview uh with uh eddie rifkind the maker of the recently famed karen pedal uh i have one on my pedal board so i'm excited to excited to talk to him Hey everybody, Chris here. Uh, unfortunately, our musical guest this week, uh, we ran into some scheduling problems. So instead, we will be featuring our very own, the amazing, the talented, Mr. Topher Beyer. Uh, and I'm hoping that I will have um, the audio on both the YouTube and the audio podcast this week. So enjoy. Thanks for joining us on Woodwire and Watts. Until next time, tune up. Crank the volume. Let it rip. Things are starting to get better. Makes me so uncomfortable when I'm not fighting for my future. Makes me think about my past. Decades of change They tore down the south town mall They built a Walmart in its place I guess it's just a sign of the times Everyone is moving away There's no money for the mom and pops We got plenty of fast food chains Building up the downtown scene We got art and food and boutiques But it looks like a ghost town While I'm driving down South Anthony Oh, things are starting to get better Sometimes better's not the best thing Sometimes many will pay the price so if you can have something nice
you could say I'm doing okay Raising my family on a quiet street Making music with my friends every day While I'm working 40 hours a week Bounce from one thing to another I never seem to get any sleep It feels like the wells run dry Maybe I'm just in too deep Everyone needs something from me I don't got a lot left in myself Just wanna be there for my family I don't need to live for nobody else Oh, things are starting to get better Sometimes better's not the best thing Sometimes many will pay the price So if you can have something nice And I'll make some changes of my own Cause no one's gonna do it for me I'll lay my worries to rest And appreciate the air in my chest so uncomfortable and I'm not fighting for my future makes me think about my past 